Hey all, this is Cassie, the host of Everybody. And ever since I can remember, I've been obsessed with how the human body works and how no matter what stage in life you're at, you can make amazing changes. Together, we're going to deep dive into topics like disease, nutrition, mental health, and more, all with a focus on how we can take steps toward living healthier, happier lives. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Today, we have Abby Inman with us um, here to talk with us a little bit about uh, birth education, um, VBACs, and we are also going to talk a little bit of physical therapy for pregnant and postpartum moms as well. So thank you for being here with us, Abby. Thanks for having me. Of course. Okay, (laughs) so let's touch a little bit um, on your PT side of things. So you are a physical therapist, correct? I am. What is the specific clientele that you typically work with? So yeah, I'm quite specialized. My entire caseload when I'm in the clinic is pelvic health or pelvic floor or sometimes called women's health. Um, You know, there's sort of all these different terms for it. Um, But I, right now I do actually treat men and women for, for pelvic floor disorders. Um, and included in that is certainly pregnancy and postpartum care. And that's really probably my like passion population. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> I'm about all public health, but like, you know, if I even had a niche inside of my specialty, <laughs> pregnancy and postpartum. Yeah. Okay. Um, and what do you feel like if you're working with someone who is postpartum and is coming to see you? What are some of the main like impairments that you notice or um, that people bring up? Um, Well, so it it can really range the spectrum. Um, I would say traditionally people really only get referred or come for an evaluation postpartum if they have a reason to. So if, if they know they're having some sort of symptoms, so that could be something like, incontinence or leaking. So leaking with coughing, laughing, sneezing or childcare, or um, maybe they're trying to get back into exercise and that's when they start to notice it. Um, Certainly like another big one I would say is a kind of any kind of pelvic pain, but certainly pain with intercourse postpartum. Um, uh, Some people come just because they you know, kind of want to get their groove back in a way. Like, you know, they, they want to know how should I start exercising and, um, you know, how, how do I try to get back to, you know, the new normal or, or just, sure. you know, just to kind of start, start feeling themselves again. Um, and, and lots of people want to know how to, how to do that. I, I guess I could say safely, but, uh, you know, even optimally. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's really, I think, a big, you know, area of growth for healthcare where pelvic floor PT, you know, especially postpartum could become standard for exactly that thing, whether you're, you know, having symptoms or not. Um, sure. You know, just to yeah. come get some education about what your body is trying to do to heal and, and get you to that new mom strong and Yeah. And so your passion about working with people who are postpartum or even pregnancy has kind of led you down um, 
another path as well. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, well, the two things sort of happened at the kind of the same time. Um, Last year in at the beginning of 2020, I decided I was going to start teaching my own childbirth preparation classes, you know, just thinking about something to sort of do on the side. And I don't know if you're familiar with the like Enneagram personality test. Absolutely. But, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm a strong three. So I'm an achiever with yes. and my wing as a helper. So, you know, I don't really feel comfortable, like not having something in the works. Yep. <laughs> I, I am actually the same thing. So I am also <laughs> a three. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, you know, I mean, everything at my clinic was going fine. You know, I just, I sort of, I just wanted there to be something else, I guess. And, um, you know, I kind of feel like childbirth education is either this like you know, whole big thing you have to do, or, you know, your only option is, you know, the hospital based classes, um, which I just sort of feel like there's something lacking in hospital based childbirth education. And, you know, for the people who don't want to commit to a full, like, you know, three months program, which is actually what my husband and I did, um, (laughs) you know, nerd, and I wanted to do that, you know, so I just sort of felt like, um, I wanted some way to address, you know, some of these things that, or some of this perspective that I felt like I could give from being a PT about how to potentially try to make it go a little smoother and, but also like a way to sort of make it really approachable. So, um, my class is a one and done thing. It's less than two hours. It's a lot of (laughs) hands-on. When, well, when it's in person, it's a lot of hands on. Um, right. Zoom has actually still been working, you know, quite well over this last year. You know, it's it's really it's very focused on movement and coping techniques. Like again, it's very specific to how to get you through labor. You know, not necessarily about how to be a good patient when you get to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so your class is actually called labor like a rock star, correct? It is. Yes. And what do you feel like makes your class like different than say just the typical hospital education? Like what are a couple of things, obviously without giving away all the goods in in one interview, but just a couple of things that you feel like are important that we're missing kind of in our, our, you know, hospital type setting or system. Obviously I have, I include education about like what is happening during labor. I mean, everybody knows you're like having contractions and you know, you're trying to dilate the cervix, but I feel like sometimes sort of the dots don't get connected in, in other, you know, forms of education. So like the, you know, the point of having contractions is to move the baby from your abdomen down into your pelvis. Um, so most of the muscle of the uterus is up um, at the top, which is called the fundus. Um, and you know, that's where they measure to, you know, they measure from your like pubic bone to the fundus to see how um, far along you are. Um, so most of the muscle layer is up there and then your contractions should really be pressing down in a downward motion again, again towards the pelvis. So, uh, like I mentioned, uh, really my class then talks about, okay, well, how can we 
use movement and, you know, different positions. And I mean, certainly we talk about breathing strategies and things too, but how can you, how can you optimize or like even make those contractions more productive to sure. help dilate, to help get the baby into the pelvis? You know, how, what can we do to help open up the pelvis, the different places that it needs to open in the different phases? Um, so it's really, it's really like biomechanically based and, and I, I at least feel like it's really empowering to know like, oh, these are, this is like actually the goal of this part of my labor. Not like, you know, not just saying like, it's something I have to get through and then I know it's going to get harder. And then you yeah. know, I, just have to, I just have to suffer through it until I have a baby in my arms. Um, <laughs> you know, not that I'm not saying, you know, my class makes it a particularly enjoyable experience, but you know, right. it, is, it is what you signed up for when you decided you were going to have a baby. Well, yeah. And I agree. There is something very empowering just about knowing how your body works and how yeah. you can help it work properly, you know, whether it be in any part of your life, definitely. But, um, you know, there is definitely a lack of, I think, education and awareness that especially women experience um, mm -hmm. while they're pregnant, you know, throughout yeah. labor and even postpartum as well. You know, it's just like, wait six weeks, don't do anything. Okay, go do all the things. And that doesn't really... <laughs> yeah doesn't really match up well either, you know, yeah. so mm -hmm. um, I Definitely. think that's pretty, pretty awesome uh, that you've decided to do that. And then another road you you were led down yeah. was writing a book. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, so it, yeah, it's not a whole book. It's, um, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, because I guess I was like showing up a little more on my social media to try to promote my first class. Mm -hmm. um, the I was contacted by this independent publisher who was working on, I mean, really she's working on, you know, a series of books that's kind of all, all in the like parenting birth sort of realm um, sure. to write a chapter about my own experience in having a VBAC or a vaginal birth after cesarean. Okay. Um, so yeah, just, I mean, a little bit of background. My first birth was a cesarean and then my um, second was a successful VBAC. Um, and, you know, so that was, that was, it was just really, it was a really neat experience to be able to write about it. Um, yeah. I had already sort of had their, their birth stories on my blog, but, um, you know, to just to kind of make it into a cohesive chapter and you know almost to just like get a point across that you know I mean a little bit your birth is what you make it um that's not always true because there are definitely things you can't control absolutely <laughs> but, um, you know to go from this place of this is just something that's going to happen to me to again just you know thinking about being empowered and but not in an overwhelming way right um, right so so yeah I think that that is just really helpful. And, and all of the authors in the book are amazing. So that's actually, I think, I don't even know what the final count is, 22 or 23 chapters. Like it's a big old book. I actually, oh, I should have, I have one here. I should have <laughs> showed it up. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, but this isn't on video, right? No, <laughs> <Never. nope. laughs> People are listening, so they won't be able to see it anyway. <laughs> um, 
So tell me a little bit about like your experience with your VBAC and or just some knowledge that you have about um, maybe empowering other women who have, you know, ended up with a cesarean section and are hoping for a vaginal birth for their next, um, their next time around. Yeah, I mean, so I guess what's sort of interesting is for me, immediately after my cesarean, I knew I was going to try for a VBAC whenever that next you know, pregnancy and, and time came up. And I think a crazy thing is, is that people still don't realize that that's even possible. You know, yeah. so, there's still sort of this like urban legend, you know, floating around that you, once you have a cesarean, you have to have cesareans forever. Um, and, you know, it, obviously it depends on the reason you had your cesarean. It's certainly something you should discuss with your provider, but um there, you know, there, there are a lot of cases where a, a VBAC could be appropriate, you know? Um, yeah. So I think just even if it's, if it's something you want, obviously, um, you know, not that you have to do it that way, but again, even to understand like the statistics, I mean, a cesarean is a major abdominal surgery. So, you know, to think about the recovery from that, you know, now you have more children, it's, harder to sometimes stick to those precautions um, that you have after major abdominal surgery. Um, You know, again, in my experience, uh, my recovery from my VBAC was so much easier than my recovery from my cesarean, you know, and again, I think there are a lot of factors to that. Just my, you know, mindset going into it, you know, I think I think people can recover very well and easily from cesareans too, but it's just different is really, you know? Um, And so, you know, to just even know that you have that option, but like I said, I mean, I knew I was going to try always. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, you know, I did a lot of different things though to that. I didn't do in my first pregnancy to try to prepare, um, even though I thought I was pretty prepared for my first one. (laughs) just a different, it was just a different birth too. I mean, you know, there's a lot of wisdom surrounding the preparation of plan for a VBAC in the chapters in the book, you know, not just mine. Right. Um, So, so I actually think it's, it's a great book for even obviously anyone preparing for a VBAC, but even for first time moms, you know, preparing for their first birth. Um, because honestly, that's sort of what preparing for a VBAC is because, you know, even though you technically have had a birth, it's a, you know, a different way you're planning on doing it. Um, right. And, and again, depending on the, um, uh, the scenario surrounding your cesarean, like for me, you know, I, you know, mine was a, essentially a unsuccessful induction. So I didn't even get to. 10 centimeters or whatever, like I wasn't progressing, you know, so my body didn't even do the whole thing. And, and so that's right. what I mean that, you know, uh, you know, when I had my VBAC, that was essentially the first time my body had done the whole thing. <laughs> and like I said, I just think there's a lot of wisdom that still applies to first time moms too. And there are several chapters in the book too, that I think are amazing of women who have had multiple cesareans and then attempt to be back. Yeah. So, you know, just know that even that's not off the table if you can find a supportive provider. Yeah, I get it. And then, you know, that goes back to that feeling of being kind of empowered and in control, you know, knowing that if you've had a cesarean or two or whatever, that even just knowing that that is an option 
mm-hmm. most times, right? Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, like you said, depends on the situation, but just knowing that 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 is an option. So if that's something that you are wanting or wanting to try, you know, the opportunity very likely is there for you. So mm-hmm. um, giving yourself that sense of empowerment and control over over your birth. Um, and then I understand there's a chapter in the book written by a black mother. And why don't you share that a little bit with me too? Because I know there's a lot of, there's just a lot going around with, uh, you know, the community with people of color and how their birth outcomes and even their Mm -hmm. life, life expectancy during birth is just so much different than the rest of us. Yeah. I mean, and obviously there are like just so many factors that play into those statistics, but yeah, it's drastic. I mean, um, you know, especially for things like this, you know, again, just, um, you know, black mothers being empowered, uh, you know, kind of in the system, if you will, again, you know, I feel like potentially those, um, you know, that there are more often scenarios where again, they don't know that a VBAC is an option, you know, they don't, they just because they, they aren't informed of it, not because of their own you know, not because they aren't like capable of being informed, obviously, right. but just like, uh, you know, it's, again, it's just assumed and, and maybe they're less likely to question, you know, their white providers or Indian providers or, you know, just whoever, right. Um, but yeah, Shante is, I think she's amazing. She's um, currently a doula. And I actually just saw on her um, Instagram that she got accepted to midwifery school. So She's going to be starting the process of becoming a midwife. And yeah, I mean, her chapter is just, it's really, it's really empowering. And it's really, I mean, and, uh, you know, right, while she certainly discusses the differences in her experience and, you know, just the experience of her community, I also think it's nice to know that some of it's the same you know, it's, it's a shared experience, you know, through the book. Um, but obviously it's really nice. It's nice to have her voice there. Um, yes. So, you know, yeah. And I mean, and I know that was really important, um, again, to the, to the publisher, kind of the organizer of this book. Um, but actually Shantae's, um, chapter, uh, got added I guess I can't even remember. I think it was in between our like soft digital launch and the um, hardcover or the, the, you know, print copy launch. Yeah. Um, And now all of it's updated. So no matter where you get the book, um, you know, her chapter will be there, but um, you know, the, the, so again, it was, it was, and it was really important to the rest of us authors too. Like we totally supported her. She like, she commented on, on something, you know, one of our promotional things or something and was like, you know, are there any, you know, people of color voices in this? Right. And again, I mean, I wasn't involved in that selection process or right. anything, but I know that the, the, again, the, the producer of the book had tried and you know, just nobody wanted to do it or, or again, things just fell through. Like it obviously wasn't intentional. So sure. again, I'm so happy that Shante was like, yep, you know, this needs to be here. And we were all like, write your chapter, like send it in. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> you know, that really is wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So um, if people do want to get a hold of this book, how can they do that? 
Um, well, you know, like the rest of the population, it's, it's available on Amazon. Okay. <laughs> um, but you know, if you want to support the authors a little bit more, or, or you want to support the independent publisher, um, mm-hmm. the website is wise women book collective. Um, okay. and you know, you'll, you'll see the title of the book is baby got V back. Um, okay. <laughs> and the subtitle is a, a collection of wisdom, I think, um, for okay. birth after a cesarean. Uh, so yeah, I, you know, yeah, maybe you can include a link or something in your show. Yeah. Notes. Um, yeah, I'll put the link in the show notes, um, for where you can get it directly from the publisher for perfect. sure. That'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah I so, mean, I, I know the, the publisher, her next, she's either already come out with a book about infertility journeys. Um, and then, so again, a multi author format. Um, and then the next one on the docket is about home births after hospital births. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that sounds like a very, a really awesome collection of topics for sure for women. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So from all of your background, because you've got an extensive background in, in just women's health in general, um, for anyone out there that is currently pregnant, wanting to be a mother, what would you say like your best piece of advice for them is going into their journey of motherhood? Like as far as getting, you know, from through pregnancy and labor. Hmm. That's a great question. Part of my elevator pitch. Um, I think my biggest piece of advice is, you know, is really, uh, I think sort of what I said before is that, you know, this isn't something that is just going to happen to you. I mean, it is going to happen. Your body is going to do the work and, you know, but it doesn't have to be a passive experience, I guess. Sure. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I just, I feel like I hear from, you know, some of my peers or from my patients, you know, and they just say something, things like, I didn't do, I didn't really do anything to prepare for my birth you know, I didn't, I didn't know I should, or I didn't know there were other options besides the hospital one. Like, you know, it was scheduled on a day I couldn't go or something like that, you know? And, and now I think there are so many tools available. I mean, definitely in this year of COVID now there's, you know, 20 online courses you could take, you know, um, to, to kind of prepare for, for the, and learn about again, what's happening um, in labor and delivery. I mean, yeah, but like I said, I just, I just, I think that, I think that people went, you know, taking charge of, you know, I mean, potentially once in a lifetime, or, you know, even if you have more children than one, yeah. like it's, a, it's just a really profound life experience. Um, you know, that I, really I, I don't know, for some reason, I feel like, like people aren't taking it for granted, but they just, they, I don't know they, I don't know why people don't have this like feeling like they need to prepare for it. Like, you know, how many college visits did you go on before you picked where you were going to go? Right. You know, but you just, I don't know, <laughs> watch a five minute YouTube right? video or something before you have birth. Like, yeah. you know, I don't know. That just seems strange to me, but again, I'm an achiever, <laughs> but, you know, maybe the yeah. <laughs> um, maybe <laughs> other, uh, yeah. numbers, uh, you know, would view that differently. Um, I was just gonna say, I do think part of it is just kind of like socially learned or I don't even know, like our culture 
especially mm-hmm. in the U.S., is just so different from other places. And there's just this, like, I don't know. It's like, well, this is your job. Do it and then get back to your real job or whatever. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's just, whereas I feel like other, uh, yeah, yeah, other cultures or, um, you know, countries or whatever really um, empower women and really, mm-hmm. like, know that this is, like, this is, first of all, it's something that not all women get to do, right? Mm -hmm. So it's something that many women, a good majority of them want to do. And there's a large majority of them that don't get to do it, no matter how bad they want to. Um, And then those of us that, I don't know, I don't know what it is. If it's just like, well, this is an expectation that you just do it and you're, you know, you're Mm -hmm. fine, but without understanding like how truly special it really is to be able to go through the process of not only pregnancy, but then give birth to like another human being. Like it is a miracle. It's crazy. It's totally, you know, it's like you said, it, it really is. Even if you have multiple children, a once in a lifetime type experience, because Mm -hmm. every, every birth I've, I've never talked to one woman that's like, Oh yeah, both of my births are exactly the same and there was nothing (laughs) special or different from either of them, you know? So just having this, like, understanding that becoming pregnant itself is a miracle but then just going through the process of really like understanding what your body is doing during pregnancy and finding ways to enjoy it because it's definitely not always quote unquote enjoyable right like there's some discomfort obviously labor isn't like the greatest feeling in the world but I know from my personal experience and I had this conversation with Um, another woman who is definitely old enough to be my mother um, the other day about like the actual moment when you give birth if you have a vaginal birth it's just like the best feeling ever Mm -hmm. like all like everything else before that like just disappears it's just like this you know and obviously it's probably a very wonderful hormonal high is probably Mm -hmm. what it is but regardless (laughs) it's like it's it really is. It really is a very special experience. Um, and I think as women, it's important for us to know that like we should be able to enjoy it and mm-hmm. have as much control over it as we possibly can to experience it in the way, you know, that, that really is special to us. Well, we can't mm-hmm. obviously have full control over, yeah. you know, things happen and obviously your safety and the baby's health is number one, but just knowing that you do have some choices that you can make and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you don't have to do the standard, go to the hospital, lay on your back, have a baby. (laughs) So yeah. yeah. Um, just knowing that there is education out there, there are different providers out there. You know, there even are many hospital systems that also use midwives at this point, but you're right. Education is, is really important. And sometimes I think that people just don't even know it's there for them to have. So yeah. 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 I mean, I, I think I really just want people, you know, whether it's me personally or obviously, you know, anywhere else, cause obviously I can't be this for every person, um, but <laughs> right. so I have a team, have a team, right? Most people know you have an OB or a midwife, but you know, I think that's like you said, uh, cultural differences, we, I think, have really lost the, like, sense of community surrounding birth and motherhood in this country, um, 
So not yeah. only like supportive people in your life, but have a team of providers, you know, have an OB, have a midwife, have a pelvic floor PT, have a chiropractor, go to acupuncture, you know, get a massage therapist. Like all of those things can make your experience, but you know, get a doula. Oh my gosh. I can't believe I forgot doulas. Yeah. You know, (laughs) all of that can make, can, I think could make or break your experience. And, you know, so whatever you feel open to there, you know, again, just, just like knowing that it's possible, um, to have that kind of support, you know, if, again, if you feel like you need it or you just feel like you want it. And, um, you know, there's just, there is a lot of, there's a lot available out there. Um, yeah. You know, to, to choose from. And, and really, I just think that, yeah, you don't have to, you know, nothing, nothing has to be conventional if you don't want it to be that way. Even if you want it to be conventional, you know, I think it's still empowering to know what your choices are, even in convention, even if you know you're going to have an OB and you're going to have a hospital birth, like just to know what that is typically like. Right. Um, Yeah, absolutely. So good. I'm so glad you were able to hop on. I know you're like, tuning in from vacation. So that's yeah. really awesome of you. <laughs> so I want to be respectful of your time and let you get back to your family and, and the pool. So um, anything else we missed or anything you want to touch on? Um, I mean, you know, I feel like I could talk about these for <laughs> like several hours. So, yeah. you know, I mean, um, I, I, I am happy to, you know, talk with anyone who has questions and stuff um you know I think I come up pretty readily if you search my name on any of the social medias um sure you know I just I love having these kinds of conversations because you know again I, I I think if I can just help you know a handful of women have a better birth experience than I'll, yeah. I'll not only be able to sleep well at night but uh, you know you'll also be <laughs> my my achiever uh, yes. builds up. <laughs> you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And in the show notes, I will link your Facebook, Instagram. I'll link um, where you can get a hold of Baby Got V Back. And yeah, great. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And I hope you have a great rest of your vacation. <laughs> Thanks. I'm sure we will. Thanks for having me. Yeah. You're welcome. Oh my gosh, you guys, thank you so much for listening. I truly hope you've learned something today about your body. And I know you're thinking of someone right now that would love to listen to this too. So go ahead and send it to them. Until next time, make sure to drink plenty of water, move your body and smile often.